Hello, welcome to another episode of LSU Reactions. This one, Leicester versus Liverpool in the Premier League. Um, yes, first of all, I'd like to say I was meant to do an episode on the Manchester City uh, defeat, the heavy 4-1 defeat. I had a technical issue with my phone, um, therefore I wasn't able, wasn't able to do it. But I'll quickly touch upon the Man City game before I get into this Leicester game. Um, yes, um, it was... I was expecting us not to get anything out of the game, but the first half of that Man City game, um, we looked okay on the ball, dominating, but just no shot on target. And that's been a constant theme of Liverpool, having so much ownership of the ball, but they don't do anything with it. Second half starts, and then second half of that Man City game, Man City just stepped up two, three gears. Um, Alisson, Alisson, I don't know what happened with him. Two carious like mistakes. Um it gives Man City a, a, a free hit twice. Um and they scored tw- and this and they scored to make it two one at the time after we got a penalty and scored. And they could have got a first half penalty at which they missed. Um but yeah, the score ended up being four one to Manchester City at the time, which means Liverpool officially at the title race. Um Yes, Man, it, Man City are champions elect. Absolutely, they are they are champions elect because they've they've won thirteen games in all competitions in a row. Um, fourteen now they've they've beaten Swansea midweek. So, momentum's with them in this pandemic state football with no fans. They're thriving. They got no in. They got no major injuries. Obviously, the the old Alguero and that, but it, it, and KDB. But it's nothing sinister that's disrupting their form. They just it's business as usual. And yeah, and you could say Man City are gonna get their uh, title back, whereas if Liverpool is back to back home league defeats, which means now all eyes is on trying to get top four and trying to make that top four form. Um, so that was the concern, and since that technical issue I had, I decided for the week to just stay off social media. So I've not been on Instagram. I've not been on Twitter. I've not been on um many other social platforms just to read Liverpool news because I know it will just be constant negativity and it will be about despair and all that stuff. And during these unprecedented times, it's important to take a mental break for your own well-being. You can't control as much as we all support football and love the sport and love our team. And sometimes... You need a mental break. And because we're in lockdown, if you're in UK or if you're listening wherever you are in the world, um, I know most of my audience is from Australia. So in Australia, it's probably business as usual where you can go out and do activities and do other stuff and escape from the pressures of reading social media all the time or football. Whereas here in the UK, all you can do is stay at home. Everything else is shut off because there's a national lockdown. So... And, and and with football being some people's escapism, when you're seeing your team being as bad as they are, the only way to escape that and to mentally feel better about yourself is to change your routine. And that's why I proceeded with a social media break. And I think I'm going to continue it for the second week. I've done it now for one week. Um, I'm probably going to continue it next week as well because it's needed. Um, But yes... So that's me summing up Liverpool Man City. Um what has happened between Saturday and um 
No, sorry, Sunday and today. Um, well, I haven't been on social media much, but um, I was informed. I was informed on news that um, Jurgen Klopp's mother has um, unfortunately passed away. Um, best wishes to Jurgen Klopp and his family. Um, rest in peace to his mother. Very sad times, um, and especially when it's happening during a pandemic, it's hard to really get your emotions out on how you feel um yeah and also i've heard um we've had an injury again uh but we'll get into that as well so what does this mean what does this mean for liverpool um now they know the title is definitely out of reach what does this mean for liverpool football club well firstly it's like a pressure maybe might be lifted off their shoulders instead of the pressure of knowing you have to defend your title but all your key players are suffering injuries left right and center it's not easy to manage and it's it's a very bizarre season it's a very bizarre like season for Liverpool because not only is there no fans to help you at Anfield you got injuries to key players which is shape-shifting your momentum so many times, it's, it's, it becomes hard to find that mental break. But um, how can I explain it? The fact there was no midweek game for Liverpool, you could say maybe alleviated some sort of pressure by allowing, to, by allowing you to take a mental break of, uh, we don't need to focus on the midweek game, extra rest can be focused on etc etc and let's try and get the team back to um the Liverpool way of playing essentially but we know um playing against Leicester is never easy even though we did the double over them last season um and also we won at Anfield against them um we know Leicester are they're a good team and they're in good form they've dealt with injuries as well but it's not as severe as it's been for Liverpool. However, however, they've coped well and they've stayed in the top four hunt and they're currently third. So it was third versus fourth. If Liverpool had beat Leicester, they'd take their third place. If Leicester beat, if Leicester beat um, Liverpool, the gap is then four points between Liverpool and Leicester between third and fourth. Um... So, for Leicester, it was kind of a... They don't need to win. They can get... Maybe a draw would be the best option. But for Liverpool, the way the results have been, it's a a must-win game, of course. It was always going to be a must-win game. Um, Does this mean that we're going to see one of the new centre-backs that were in come in this time? We'll get into that. Um, So, yeah, let's get into the lineup. So, in goal, you had Alisson, left-back, Robertson, centre-backs... Um, Jordan Henderson and Kabak right back Trent Alexander-Arnold your midfield three Jeannie Wijnaldum Curtis Jones James Milner and your usual front three up front so what have you noticed from this lineup? no Fabinho yes remember I said about three minutes ago um, an injury has happened um, it was to Fabinho so I don't know. I don't know what the issue is. It probably meant that the game, 
that Man City game, he may have been potentially rushed back. Which means that this now Henderson and Quebec centre-back partnership is the 13th different centre-back... Um, 13 different centre-back pairings that we've had in the Premier League. This season, 13. You cannot you obviously cannot win a league with that amount of flip-flopping of centre-back partnerships. Yes, it's not Jurgen Klopp's fault because of these how these injuries have occurred. But it's just unsustainable with the constant changing of the back line. And Quebec makes his Premier League debut. Um, we'll talk about his performance as well. Um, yeah, the fullbacks playing is fine, obviously. Um, Milner again starting. And I know he didn't start against Man City, but it's like... Because we look deprived in midfield, we look deprived in midfield. I think Milner started based off that. And um, Thiago has played 10 games in a row or something ridiculous like that. I think we were kind of watching him for burnout. Um, to not have him burn out and injure himself. Um the only durable one is Genie Ronaldo. I don't think he's had a single injury this season. Um, and same with Robertson, similarly. Uh, and yeah, the usual front three obviously have to play because they're the usual front three. And yeah, Jota's still injured. I don't think Origi was on the bench today. I think he had an injury. I, I'm, I'm not even sure. But I don't think he was on the bench. And obviously we've loaned out Minamino. Um, but yeah, that was the lineup. So I I saw it and I was like, today will be tough. Today might be a tough one. Um, but yeah, and Leicester had Jamie Vardy back. They had Harvey Barnes, Harvey Barnes back. I mean Harvey Barnes there, Albrighton, Madison, as their front four. Um. So yeah, anyways, the game starts now. Um, and it's, it's, it's the typical first half for Liverpool to summarise but we'll break it down in sections of key moments first the first key moment um, this might have been about maybe about 5 minutes in Mane lovely off the ball run um, Trent on the other side sees Mane dart between um both defenders Trent delicious volleyed um, through ball finds Sadio Mane Mane's trying to dribble but the ball runs he runs faster than the ball and then he's dispossessed that was the first moment gone Um, the second moment another lovely through ball Jordan Henderson this time finds Mohamed Salah Salah his first touch may have been slightly, slightly heavy. Slightly heavy. Um, but he's running He's running with the ball. He's into the box. Schmeichel comes out. He tries to cross it to find Sadio. Um, but the ball's a little bit under hit. And Omate just clears his lines just before Mane gets to the ball. Um, and then Liverpool get a corner from that. And then Trent whips the corner in. Um, ball falls over almost everyone. The ball bounces to Salah, half volley, goes over the bar. 
And that was within like the first 15, 20 minutes. And then James Milner. James Milner picks up an injury. What a surprise. Am I surprised a 35-year-old who's having to play a game at least once a week is constantly getting injured? Is getting these niggles now? I'm not surprised. And that sums up Liverpool at the minute with how bizarre this season is. How how this pandemic season is um, turning out to be, essentially. Um, but yeah, Liverpool were on top with the ball. But again, there was no crucial key shot on goal. It happened against Man City... I think against Brighton, we were doing it as well. Just the same old stuff of being holding the ball up really well. For once, the counter-pressing was really... It, it was working well. Quebec was doing it. Quebec was reading Vardy runs well. Henderson was making excellent tackles well. The midfield were doing the tidy-up job well. So the counter-pressing and sustaining the pressure of Leicester was there. The only times Leicester had their moments... They'd have to long ball diagonal over the top. There was one moment where Vardy got the better of um, Henderson. It may have been offside or not. I I'm not quite sure. You never really see it in the replay. Um, Vardy has a shot. It's the crossbar. Um, and then again, there was another moment. Vardy versus Quebec. Again, another over the top ball. Vardy tries to chip the ball over Allison from a really, really, really tight angle. Ball hits the crossbar. No, sorry, ball goes way over the net that time. Um, and then, yeah, the rest of us, Firmino done well with winning the ball back and passing it. He never really got in a position where he can shoot. And that's where Liverpool, um, that's my criticism of Liverpool in the first half. We have all this ball, but we never take a shot, proper shot on goal. Um, and can I blame Firmino for it? I can and I can't. Because of the role we play Firmino in, he never has shots. He never has... Um, he, he's never in the positions of a traditional number nine where he can actually test the keeper properly. Or if he's having a shot, he's having a shot from an outrageous angle where it would be called a wonder goal if it goes in as opposed to a half chance where he makes the best out of a bad situation. That's my problem with Firmino. But the good parts of Firmino in that first half was the winning, the tackles and all of that stuff. But everything else, I just could not understand. Everything else just wasn't working. Sadio Mane also on the ball. He was dribbling, winning fouls. Um, but he didn't have that moment as well. If anything, all these first half chances were falling to Salah. Um, but it, it, it weren't really clear-cut chances. You know what I'm saying? It, it, it's all half-cut chances. And that's Liverpool's problem for the past month. Since the start of 2021, the first half we start incredibly slow. It's always incredibly slow. I don't think we have scored in the first half. I don't think we've scored in the first half in 2021. Since the Manchester United FA Cup game. In the Premier League, I believe we've not scored in the first half. And I think I am right because the first game of 2021... I think it was Southampton. We lost 1-0. Um, then it was Man United. They didn't score in the first half of that either. Then it was uh, Burnley. Didn't score in the first half. 
Brighton didn't score in the first half. No, yeah, West Ham, Tottenham, Brighton, Man City, all these games were not scoring in the first half. 18-19 and 19-20 Liverpool, you're almost guaranteed to see a first half goal. But the fact we can't even kill a team off in the first half. Because that's what Liverpool were notoriously known for in the Premier League. They'd get the early goal. They'd score in the first half. And then the rest of the game would be about game management and passing teams to death. But because of so many key injuries to players, we don't have that um, style about us anymore because of that. Because of the, the, the injury crisis or psychological issue that we've now adopted we've now come too accustomed with not scoring in the first half and it's and it's almost become normalized in this calendar year for Liverpool in the Premier League I haven't I, we, we don't score first half goals anymore and and we've become a second half team and it's very dangerous to rely on just 45 minutes in the second half every single time hoping that will get you points because that's been the reason why we haven't got points we get all this ball is it's sure it's great but you're not creating that you're not scoring in the first half if you score it puts the opposition team on the back edge they have to now be precarious but because you're starting the second half nil nil they'll Every other opposition team grows with more confidence. It's the reason why Burnley's beating us. It's the reason why Brighton's beating us. Man City. You don't want to become just a second half team constantly. Because that's not the way. That's not the Liverpool way. That's not That's not the formula that worked for us last season. The year before that as well. Um, yeah, second half starts now. And practically more of the same. More of the same um, from Liverpool. Where we're just getting the ball. But... There's no, there's no chances being created. We get a free kick, I think, about 55th minute, 55 minutes. Trent, Trent whips it. Slight deflection, hits the crossbar. Um, he was very unlucky there. Um, but that's, that's fine margins. And then... Um, Leicester slightly started growing in confidence more with the ball. As they were starting to win more fouls, some dubious fouls. Anthony Taylor, I don't understand. Sometimes he'd get, he'd blow for free kick for the most unnecessary, um, fifty fifty challenges, but he'd say it's a free kick to Leicester. So Leicester had about two set pieces, but we dealt with that comfortably. Um, then about sixty five minutes in, finally the first key moment happens. Trent's dribbling with the ball. Um, he's looking. He's looking to have a shot from outside the goal. It's been blocked. Ball falls back to Trent. Trent passes to Salah. Salah passes to Trent. Trent crosses it to Trent. Low crosses it to Firmino. Firmino's trying to hold the ball up. You see Salah make an outside run. He does an amazing, clever um, left foot um, flick. Right, right, right foot back heel. Ball falls to Salah. No backlift on this. Gets the side foot on. Beats Schmeichel. Um, goes past Schmeichel. 1-0 Liverpool. And then I'm thinking, yes, finally, relief. Um, we got the goal. But now we need to sustain this and start being a bit more ruthless. Um, after that goal happened, 
Um, Curtis Jones sadly had a dip in performance because he was doing all right in the first half, but there was times he he was holding on to the ball a bit too long. He was holding on to the ball a bit too long and then losing possession at times. And we didn't need that. Um, And then Klopp identified that issue and then he makes a substitution. He brings on um, Oxlade-Chamberlain. Shakiri was on the bench. I mean, at the time, I can't. I, it's, it's hard to fault. I can't fault Jurgen Klopp for it. Nah, it, it'd be too harsh. It'll be way too harsh. I can't fault Jurgen Klopp for this sub. I understand, maybe because arguably you'd say Ox has got more um, work rate in him defensively, especially when you want to hold against a league. And they're kind of like for like players. And Chamberlain's been in football a bit more. The only difference is. Um, the injuries has kind of um, held him back a little bit. Um, but yeah, he came on, but then Leicester started growing a bit more in confidence to the point where Harvey Barnes was on the ball and Thiago again, again makes unnecessary tackle. So unnecessary to the point where it, this ball looks like a borderline um, free kick, borderline penalty. He sticks his leg out, but he leaves his leg out there, knowing that Harvey Barnes is going to trip over it. But the referee's going to see this all day. And Trent moves out the way. He doesn't... He just puts his... Trent leaves his body in there, but he doesn't... like. He, he's smart with it. He leaves his body in there to try and throw him off, but it will never be enough that it can be a foul on Trent. But because Thiago stuck his right foot out there... Um, Harvey Barnes falls over and the VAR people are looking at it whether it's a, a free kick or a penalty and the foul looks like it was outside the box uh, thankfully VAR said it was a free kick um, and then Henderson's bollocking Thiago and rightly fucking so because Thiago's been doing this for the past month where I, I, I've said in the podcast before um, I don't know which episode we got Thiago behaving like Mascherano with so many unnecessary tackles. Or like a Lucas, even. Lucas would be notorious for that, actually. A bit of both. A bit of Mascherano and Lucas combined. That's, that's Thiago right now. He makes so many unnecessary tackles. And I, don't, I can't process what leads Thiago to making such impulsive decisions. And it's the fact that he still hasn't learnt from these decisions. Yes, the Premier League's physical. It doesn't mean every challenge you go in, you have to fucking slap a guy and make sure they fall over. Like, come on, bro. Lose your head. Anyway, Madison has the free kick now. Um, the ball is... I, I, this time, I'm thinking, oh, Madison's messed up the last two free kicks. I think, we're not, I think he's going to mess this one up as well. But he drills the ball in nice. To the point where it bamboozles all Liverpool defenders. Amati kind of gets a foot on it, but he doesn't touch the ball. Um, but it looks like he's interfering with play. And then um, it's a goal for Leicester. And then everyone, Liverpool players are like, what the fuck's happened? Look, he's, he's interfered with Alisson. He's in the way of Alisson. Um, check that VAR. VAR checks it. And they use the arm thing to determine, this time apparently your arm can be judged onside or offside this time but on the VAR it looks like his arm Amati's arm is ahead of Kabat's foot but it only took them after 10 seconds they drew this line and they said onside 
But I was looking at it closely. I was looking at it incredibly closely. If his arm is, if his arm is a part of uh, uh, playing football, then it's offside. But they drew his arm further than Quebec's foot. And they said it's onside when it should have been offside. This is the part of VAR that continues to baffle me. Continues to baffle me. I, I, it really does my head in. So after all that, after after seven minutes of having that lead, Liverpool give it away. And then at 1-1, you're thinking, oh no. How are Liverpool going to deal with it psychologically? Um, here's how Liverpool deal with it psychologically. Another fucking moment of madness. A long Leicester now realised, okay, this long diagonal bullshit. Liverpool are uncomfortable with it. Um, so they tried this long ball. Um, Harvey Barnes versus Quebec. It's a, it's a long loop through ball. But it looks like Quebec is going to get to this ball first. If he's just... If, if he's allowed to concentrate... But who doesn't allow him to concentrate on just this running and getting after the ball? Allison. What does Allison fucking do again? He runs out of fucking goal and crashes into Quebec. Why? Why is he doing that? What has possessed Allison to think Quebec is not going to deal with this situation? And even if he hasn't, if he doesn't deal with the situation and misses the ball, so fucking what? You don't know if Harvey Barnes even controls this ball and then um, creates a one-on-one situation. And then, yeah, you create a one-on-one situation where you can arguably, it's a 50-50 chance whether they score or not. But Alisson comes out of his goal, clatters into Quebec, and then the ball bounces to Jamie Vardy, who is dribbling with the fucking ball with an open net. And it's just an easy tap-in for Jamie Vardy. He scores again against Liverpool. I can't believe Alisson. Man City, he done, he done three mistakes at, at, at Man City. Today, he makes another fucking mistake. Alisson is completely having Adrian-like moments. I, I don't understand what, 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 why he's had this mental brain fart for the past... For the last week now. And it's absolute catastrophic errors. Like like any goalkeeper with common sense. Will just let the defender deal with it. And if he can't deal with it. Let, let's see what the striker can do. Whether he controls it or not. To create that one on one situation. But because you've, you've taken the situation out of Quebec's hands. And put it into your own hands. Where, you don't, where, it, where you're not even in a comfortable situation to get the ball yourself. You've created a calamitous situation for everyone. And um, it's absolute bonkers. And this is Quebec's debut. Steve McManaman, if you were listening on BT Sport, was saying. Oh, um, it's, it's Quebec's fault. But it's not Quebec's fault. Quebec had this situation dealt with until Allison came and interrupted everything. And you can't do that. You can't come out at Quebec like that. When is his Premier League debut? What communication is he going to understand with you on your debut? On your de- on, on his debut? Just let him deal with it. If he can't deal with it, then it's a one-on-one situation. Fair enough. I'd rather that one-on-one situation than both of you collide into each other and Jamie Vardy has a 100% chance of scoring. Now Liverpool are now chasing the game. And then after that, 
Liverpool heads completely drop. Completely drop. Um, the third situation, Oxalade passes to Salah. Salah carelessly gives the ball away. Amati finds um, Harvey Barnes on the edge of the on the edge of Quebec's um, defensive line. And the easiest through ball ever to um, to um, Harvey Barnes. Harvey Barnes one on one. This was that situation I wanted. This was the situation. Oh, but even before that, there was a chance where they could have made it. Jamie Vardy could have made it 3-1 but Alisson that time made a fantastic save off the line uh, but I don't even want to talk about that because of how stupid Alisson's first error was um, this time Harvey Barnes is 1-1 on with Alisson and that's the situation I wanted if Quebec couldn't get to that ball at the time but this time Harvey Barnes 1-1 on um, Alisson doesn't come out of goal this time. He stays near post. All Harvey Barnes has to do is slot it far post. That was the time, if you're one-on-one, to come out of goal. But because now you've realised you've fucked up by coming out of goal, and if you do that again, you're just going to fucking have PTSD in your head. So he just stays and covers the near post. Harvey Barnes has all this back post to slot the ball in, and he slots it in. It's 3-1 to Leicester. Incredible capitulation by Liverpool. Incredible, which now means Liverpool have lost three Premier League games in a row, and out of nothing, out of complete nothing, Leicester find themselves in the most advantageous position. Liverpool come away with nothing, and now top four is no longer in Liverpool's hands. What a game! I am lost for words, I am completely lost for words. Um. Who who do you blame? Who do you blame? Um, I first of all, I will not blame Klopp. Last week, the substitutions, I would blame Klopp for. But today, today, Klopp did everything okay. Even I'd say the Chamberlain one, I I allow him. I will allow him with Chamberlain because it's not like Chamberlain, it's not like Chamberlain did any catastrophic errors. He passed the ball to Salah. Salah was the one who gave the ball away. That's not on Chamberlain's fault. What's Chamberlain meant to do about that? Um, But yeah, absolute fucking nightmare situation. And now it means if everybody else below Liverpool wins their game in hand, Liverpool could finish the weekend in eighth. Could finish Monday night in eighth position. From fourth to eighth. From fourth to eighth. Now I am fucking concerned. Now I am fucking concerned. I was always concerned. I was always concerned with home form. But now this definitely is a psychological issue. Because this has transferred to our away form now. We've now become the team that takes 45 minutes to to actually get going. We've become a team that makes so many individual errors. Thiago, stupid foul to give away. Alisson, stupid, bizarre moment for the second week running again. Henderson's tired of this, bro. Henderson put in too much of a good shift. And Trent Alexander-Arnold as well. Trent didn't have a bad game. Trent looked actually fine. Firmino, okay. Mane, okay. Salah, yes, he scored. But he gave away the ball for the third goal. So this is a psychological issue from the whole team because after that second goal went in, 
Heads immediately dropped. Am I going to blame Quebec for that 3-1? Absolutely not. That second goal was not his fault. He's playing in a... He's in. A, he's playing in a dysfunctional Liverpool side where morale is not the greatest, and he's coming in from a team where he's played under three to four different managers in the space of one year. Um, so will he be used to a team not having the best morale? Probably. So does that mean that he's going to be the ones to uplift Liverpool? I don't know, but Henderson's the only one being professional. Um, He's been a captain. He's been he's he's put in a shift, but everyone around him has let Henderson down. And now this is a scary moment because how do you fix this? How do you fix this current form Liverpool are in? I don't know. I I'm I'm generally concerned. The next game after this is the Merseyside derby. We play Leipzig on Tuesday in the Champions League, and then Saturday is the Merseyside derby. Everton gonna be licking their lips right now. They're going to be licking their lips because they've probably got a chance to win at Anfield for the first time in like... Since that Jagielka. The Jagielka? No, that was the equaliser. They haven't won at Anfield since like 2000. But now they will smell blood and realise there's something... There's, there's Liverpool are very dysfunctional at the minute. And how do you fix this? I don't know. It's very hard to fix it. Um, all you have to do is dust yourself off and go again. The only difference now is Champions League. You have you don't have to worry about Premier League duties, the expectations of Premier League. This time we're playing in... Um, we're not even going to Germany. We're going to Hungary. So we're going to a further away destination than what Jurgen Klopp and Liverpool would have usually liked. Um, it means Leipzig came playing there. Like it is basically a neutral ground, so kind of Leipzig find themselves in that situation as well. So whether that's an advantage for Liverpool or not, it kind of is and isn't. But I'm not happy. I'm not happy. This is why I've. This is why to all Liverpool fans, I recommend you mentally clock out and don't go on social media. Because if you thought it was toxic last week, it's going to be more toxic this week. Um, wow, I've spoken for a really long time, haven't I? I've spoken for 35 minutes. Obviously, I'm kind of making up for last week's podcast, so apologies. Usually, I keep this in 30 minutes, but if you've listened for this long, fair enough. I commend you. Um, the only way Liverpool can fix this is making a tactical tweak of some sort. And we don't really have time to go on a mental break because we're playing during a pandemic, so you can't go anywhere. That would mean breaking of bubbles, isolation, and there's a chance you can be exposed to coronavirus. Um, and the fact that we're playing a Saturday, Tuesday, Saturday game means we have to step up in the Champions League. Um, I don't know whether Fabinho will be back for that game. I don't know about Jota or Cater. Um that's all up for uh, up for questioning right now but I don't know how Jurgen Klopp explains that one. I it's I I just think it's psychological. It's all psychological. I'll be very interested to watch um the post match analysis for what he thinks of it because I can't make sense of what happened. Um 
I think the top three has probably been solidified. It will be the Manchester clubs. And I think Leicester will probably take it as well. That fourth spot is between Liverpool, Chelsea, Everton. Liverpool, Chelsea, Everton, Tottenham, West Ham. Five teams fighting for one spot. Liverpool should have never found themselves in that situation. Especially being champions of England. But because of this bizarre pandemic season where season-ending in, season injuries have happened, midfielders are playing centre-backs, it's kind of expected. So that's why I recommend to all Liverpool fans just to mentally clock out and just take any res- take the result as it comes. Um, my only worry is that if we end up in Europa League, next season is kind of a write-off as well. Next Next season is unfortunately a write-off um, because Thursday-Sunday football is just unsustainable. Um, yeah. Will Liverpool make top four? I don't know. It just depends on this psychological issue that they need to get out of. Three Premier League losses in a row is not top four form. It's mid-table form. And right now, if Liverpool end up Monday night in eighth, we deserve to be in eighth. Because you've had all the chances in the world to be title contenders. By the end of this week, you could be in 8th place. So, that's the situation we're up against. Um, Mo Salah is probably likely to finish Golden Boot, sure. But it doesn't mean anything because we need to finish top 4. But yeah, anyways, I've spoken for way too long now. Thank you guys for listening to LFC Reactions. Um, Sorry about not posting last week Sunday. And, um, yeah, we go again on Tuesday night. Back to Champions League duties. Uh, We'll see how that one goes. Thank you guys for listening.